0: I would just really like to bring a call to action to all founders and technologists in Silicon Valley. Uh, We're sitting here on Sand Hill Road. We're looking to partner with Silicon Valley uh, talent. Silicon Valley is such a marketplace of talent. And if industrial AI is not on your radar, it should be. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. Okay, it's time to commit.
1: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I am a Californian by design. I wasn't born here, but I've always wanted to live here. Part of that desire comes from growing up as a Midwestern 70s and 80s kid watching all those TV shows featuring palm trees and lifeguards or two cool guys on motorcycles. <laughs> but as an adult, my main motivation to be a Californian is the same reason Amit Chattervedi likes being a Californian. This is where everything happens. And we are calling it
0: iPhone. I think the ethos of Californians has always been unique and distinct. And the worldly view from people in California just always amazes me how educated and knowledgeable people are. Chattervetti is the managing partner of
1: SE Ventures, a one billion euro venture capital fund backed by Schneider Electric. I was uh, plugging my car in at work, and uh, the office parking lot has those big commercial chargers, and I noticed it has uh, Schneider Electric uh, written on it. One of your uh, portfolio companies, AutoGrid, helps uh, utilities forecast demand for EVs, uh, uses AI to do it. And I want to talk a lot about AI in just a second, but I want to get your reaction to the Biden administration announcing new targets for electric cars. What did you make of that? As with you, what you know about our grid, can we handle that in time?
0: Uh, the Biden administration is definitely headed in the right direction with uh, making EV vehicles more pervasive and really giving customers that that choice by supporting the, the industry there. But at the same time, this requires fundamental shift in how the grid operates, how we think about power generation, consumption, storage, and it's a massive undertaking, right? Energy transition is a massive undertaking and will require tectonic shifts in the industry, both from an automotive industry perspective as well as the charging infrastructure that comes around it and how energy companies help enable and support the utilization of those those vehicles, uh, both from electricity generation uh, perspective, but also if you think about the fundamental bomb, the bill of materials of an EV vehicle being different from IC engine vehicles, um, there are other industries that would also start to shape up around this this notion that there is residual value in vehicles. This is why um, uh, us as SE Ventures and we we all obviously heavily look at as. I guess, data points from a market perspective with our partner Schneider Electric that are there in the market, very focused on delivering energy management solutions, that this is not just a problem of hardware. This is a problem of delivering software at the right point to solve some real practical problems. And that automation and that delivery of value can't happen without enabling AI technologies every step of the way, every part of the ecosystem.
1: Right, because we think of, uh, you know, if the whole world had electric cars, we think of the infrastructure, the the cabling and the, and the chargers and the space in the parking lots, but distributing that electricity and doing it intelligently uh, is a software problem.
0: Right, right. It is a traffic management problem in some ways, and this is where some of my dots connect from, The time I spent at Cisco Investments, and if you think about Cisco, they're a leader in networking technology. So if you're transporting bits and bytes, you're also transporting electrons. And that is a traffic management problem in some ways, which is, and I love it because it it is a mechanical engineering, industrial engineering operations research problem, which is where I've spent a lot of my early uh, career on. And But still this notion that, you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed, so it's finite. You have to be able to manage it in one shape or form to create this sustainable future. And this is where AI primarily, you're right in calling it out, comes at the grid level because if you think about the combination of where is the biggest needle mover and what's the low-hanging fruit, making our grids more digitized, um, having them run more efficiently, is perhaps an existing problem that is only uh, getting more and more challenging to manage because the demands on the grid are only increasing. Silicon Valley engineers may be able to help in that sense because you're absolutely
1: right. When it comes down to electrons, Cisco and a huge electric electric distribution grid are sort of the same thing. It's just the amount of electrons going through those wires. Uh, So we have experience in Silicon Valley dealing with Uh, networks and with, um, you know, parsing out who gets what at what time uh, in data. And that's just what electricity is on a huge grid. Absolutely.
0: So it is going to be, I mean, AI uh, models are based off of manipulating data in some very basic sense to come up with intelligent conclusions and recommendations around it, right? And so in that sense, if you think about Silicon Valley, what is super exciting to me here today sitting on Sand Hill Road and running SE Ventures is we're surrounded by talent that has spent significant time understanding how networks operate, how AI models are built, and how do you create a great user experience, right? Because there are many, many consumer applications that have... These are companies that have been founded in Silicon Valley. So Silicon Valley talent really understands how to address people's problems. And where we can come in and help support the talent there is with our network and resources of business leaders and customers and channel partners' access that we have through our partner, Schneider Electric. We can really help connect the technology talent with the business needs of what customers are really looking for and be that bridge between a very global company like Schneider Electric and Silicon Valley talent which is so condensed in a very small square kilometer or square mile area here and that's what's most exciting for us here sitting in Silicon Valley.
1: Well sitting in Silicon Valley and kind of sitting in the catbird seat because you are at the juncture of, of technology and venture capital
0: and electric distribution. Absolutely. And if you also think about, uh, California, I think the ethos of Californians has always been unique and distinct. And the worldly view from people in California just always amazes me how educated and knowledgeable people are. And I think in some ways, the soul of this, this movement of being, of creating a sustainable future has also started in California. For the longest time, California had different emission standards. From automotive vehicles versus the rest of uh, the country. So this goes long ways back into the DNA and ethos of Californians. And uh, the good thing about California is such a melting pot of people that come in from other places, whether it's other states in America or internationally, and be given this opportunity to blend in into solving some of the biggest problems that the world's grappling with. In a manner where you have the support of the rest of the ecosystem through the venture investor community here, the talent pool that's coming out of great universities in California, as well as bigger corporates that are nurturing and training future business leaders who are also going out and starting their own companies. I think this this holistic ecosystem that comes together in California is very, very hard to replicate and truly unique.
1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You brought up education. Uh, I know a lot of listeners have tried ChatGPT or DALI or some of the uh, the artistic uh, AI. I think if the AI that we've experienced, particularly ChatGPT, were a college student, it would be you know some sort of uh, English major because— the large language model has to do a lot to do with creating other things in language. What I'm less familiar with is the AI of industry, uh, how AI is making factories work or how it's uh, working with electricity and the distribution of that. What, what sort of things are you most excited about using AI in, in heavy industry?
0: Yeah, no, I think you touched upon this very, very interesting trend that we are surrounded uh, by, which is uh, generative AI uh, from a broader kind of space uh, perspective. And it is very natural for uh, generative AI to find resonance with um, individuals, and we call them retail customers in some ways or consumers, that can very quickly test um different kinds of technology and things break and they can be quickly fixed because of the inherent feedback loop mechanism that works beautifully well in with AI technologies. Um, the the problem is similar in the industrial world, however there are some nuances. And it's important to understand what those nuances are. But before we get there, why is AI moving so quickly? I mean it's truly been an evolution The first set of algorithms came back in the 50s and 60s. There have been very smart scientists that have been working on, I guess, um, mimicking the human brain by using algorithms and AI technologies. And uh, what has truly happened, I would say, over the last decade, and it it is exponentially changed in the last three to five years, is we have much better improved data models. We have computing power that has improved in chips and in the computers that we use today. And most importantly, we have better access to large sets of data to train these models, which didn't exist in the past. And so now, if you make the transition to the industrial side of things, at the highest level, what is uh, super interesting and where we think AI can truly, truly deliver value in the world of industrials and and energy management is in um, looking at large sets of data of Utilization at the grid level demands on the grid and help manage that transfer and consumption of electricity. So that's one that you touched upon with auto grid. But also at the same time, you have an aging workforce in the industrial environment in United States. So worker training, tech support, um, using AI to be able to solve problems much faster than what perhaps could have been done in the past with a high degree of agility. And low error rate is probably one of the biggest areas that would evolve. Can you give me a concrete example of
1: AI in, in heavy industry that, that people would not be familiar with?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, one simplistic example I would just point out is uh, back to my automotive days. Let's say you have a factory running and um, you are assembling very complex parts to make this entire vehicle come together. And oftentimes there is wastage and reduction and warranty issues when either the manufacturing process wasn't followed the right way, or you suddenly had quality issues from tier two, tier three, tier four suppliers that could not be caught by the naked eye. So if you can sensorize that environment in the manufacturing facilities with, you know, sensors that capture data, but also computer vision type of technologies and be able to tell the worker that, Hey, um, we, we need to take corrective action because such and such part isn't the right part for this vehicle or you didn't follow the process correctly. That would be one example, real time in line in manufacturing, right? The other example of this would be the semiconductor industry has to have, has very stringent standards around the ambient air within which uh, they operate, right? So these environments are uh, are are as close to, uh, um, uh, it, it can be to, I guess, vacuum in some ways or uh, very heavily sterilized environments, right? And so their HVAC systems have to operate at a certain level of efficiency and being able to predict if certain rotating parts in the HVAC system could fail and what that preventative maintenance uh, motion could look like could avoid the shutting down of the fabrication facility and actually save real dollars. And one of the the companies that we've invested in is a company called Augri, which essentially has now emerged as one of the market leaders uh, at a global basis that does uh, AI-enabled machine health. And they're able to prove in a very short period of time that customers can uh, save a whole lot of money on preventive maintenance. And The ROI delivery timeline has actually shrunk from installing AI technology to testing it out on a limited basis and then rolling it out to actually deploying AI technology at scale because you feel more comfortable that the technology works outside out of the box, right? And therein lies the ROI. Most often, ROI gets killed because the timeline to show value is much, much longer than what Business leaders can afford. It's not even a question of patience. It's really what they can afford because they have very, um, they have demands, they have PNL demands that they have to meet on on behalf of the corporate.
1: You have been at SC Ventures for one year. In fact, you just celebrated a work anniversary a few days ago, if I'm not mistaken. You came from Cisco, where you led investments there. What have you learned over the past year uh, that you didn't know when you walked in the door a year ago?
0: Uh, that's an interesting um, question. I think for me, every place that I go, I, I truly like to imbibe the growth mindset. And while at uh, Cisco Investments, um, I got uh, quite deeply immersed in the IT infrastructure world, the enterprise applications world, the cybersecurity world. I think what this role has really allowed me to do is be be more close closer to my passion of Understanding the world of energy management and industrial automation, given my mechanical engineering background. So I was always seeking for an opportunity like this where I could, um, combine my expertise of being a career venture investor in truly backing companies that were dis- bringing disruptive technology to, to, to these environments. So for me, I think, um, the, the thing that gets me out of bed every day is to be able to go out to work. And meet with these amazing, amazing entrepreneurs that are super smart, bringing disruptive technology to these areas, but are increasingly being driven by a mission to leave this world in a better place, which is something that I thought in my own mental closet, I was the only one thinking this way. But I feel like there is a community of venture investors out there, of of startup founders out there, where this has become a very real question where is the money coming from uh, on my cap table? Is it coming from pools of capital that are trying to, in general, create a sustainable world? Or is it a set of pure financial investors that are just looking for venture returns? And I think we sit um, as a bridge between uh, who we are backed by, what our mission is, and what we can bring forth for these smart savvy um, uh, founders. You've got three people, including you, on the team there,
1: right? And so I assume with support staff, the size of SE Ventures is, what, a dozen people?
0: Yeah, thereabouts. We have got uh, four senior investors now, including me on the team, and we all really complement each other's skill set really uh, well. We We all come from having worked in the venture industry for the longest period of time, but covering very different parts of sure. the energy management and industrial automation world. And we also recently hired a general partner to get more local coverage in Europe because uh, venture also tends to be a very local business. In, in, but, in you're, but you're
1: coming from uh, Cisco, which I think had more than a dozen people at it, if, I'm, if I can remember correctly. Uh, that's got to be a, a bit of a culture
0: change. Um, it it is, but the team over there um, handled both venture investments and acquisitions on behalf of uh, all of Cisco. So uh, the the role there was in some ways very different. But we do uh, the team that we have in SE Ventures is really the right setup if you have to drive venture investing out there in the market, but then also turning around and create value for these for these startups in helping them engage with different business leaders and channel partners of Schneider Electric. And so we've got two parts of the team. We've got the investing team, which is the model that you touched upon. We've also got got dedicated operating partners that map to specific businesses inside Schneider Electric and have deep relationships up and down the org chain. And when we make an investment in a company, the process of... Testing out and diligencing how much value can we resonate out of this investment starts even before we make the investment in many cases these days. And so we're learning and we're evolving and we're improving our model. But for uh, every dollar that we invest in, in these early stage startups, our goal is to show commercial acceleration to these startups to a $5 tune. So it should be a 5x multiplier for these for these startups. I think that is radical transformation.
1: Amit Chattervedi of SE Ventures. Next week on Sand Hill Road, our annual Venture Capital Summer Reading List, where we ask, what's your favorite book?
0: I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I would say The Fountainhead. (laughs) I know that's probably like somewhat cliche.
1: That and some far less predictable answers in our annual list next week. Sandhill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC, May Area, and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.